Hey there, it's Dr. Sophia Satterwhite, founder and CEO of She Heals the World. I'm so happy that you are tuning in to today's episode to hear the top lifestyle and business tips from women entrepreneurs all around the globe. If you found this show helpful, be sure to share it with a friend. That's how our community grows. Today's guest is coming up next. Dear person to me, Yannick Francis, she is in Paris and she is an event planner and travel writer and she's going to talk to us today really about the state of affairs in Paris as we've been dealing with COVID and protests and she's also going to share her beautiful business and the work that she does and so I'm so happy to have her joining us today. Yannick, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Safiya. So tell me about your business first. I mean, you have such a beautiful business. How did you get started in this work? So I got started planning events uh, six years ago, Um, actually kind of um, because I was married to someone who was uh, a photographer and he always told me, you know, you're such a people person. You should do events. You should do weddings. And at the time, um, I was working in marketing and I really just did uh, one event. I was like, okay, I'll just do one event um, to help you out because at the time we didn't have a lot of high-end wedding planners in Paris. Um, And I did this wedding. It was about 200 people. I thought I was going to die and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got started. That's how I got started in in weddings. And the travel blog that I have, I've had it for eleven years. It's one of the top um, Paris-based um, English websites, and I work mm-hmm. with the, um, the best hotels and brands here in in France. And that I started really with my love of food and documenting um, everything that I was discovering here in Paris, um, having moved from New York. And so it just really took off. Mm -hmm. So my Parisian life is the blog. It's one of my favorites and it is just so (laughs) beautifully designed. And I'm just wondering when you think about what you've been able to create today, and then you think about, you know, your upbringing and your life story, you know, what did you think you were going to be doing when, when you were growing up as a little girl? (laughs) Oh my God. Um, I thought I was going to be a doctor. Um, I think I, w- I always knew I was very smart. And so I was always told that I was going to be a doctor. Yes. And so at some point when I got my scholarship to university and I started to kind of study pre-med and then I was like, oh my God, for the first time in my life, I'm getting bad grades. Like this sucks. This cannot. <laughs> And I remember as a prerequisite, um, I had to do some communications um, and like English classes and history and all these other non-scientific things. And it was amazing. And two years in, I just ran over to the communications department and was like, help me, I have to change. And then I just majored in communications and I never looked back. Wow. So that communications degree really supported you in doing what you do today. I, I mean, I, th- I think it's also a lot about my upbringing. I think I've always had this ability to hold space, to tell stories and to communicate. I didn't realize it when I was growing up, I think. Um, and so that's why I think when I discovered these courses, it was so easy for me because it was kind of almost always there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just had to kind of feed it a little bit. I mean, you have an incredible sense of style and design and branding and you make make the work look so effortless. And I'm just wondering, you know, from somebody who, you know, could be looking at this from the outside in and they have a dream to eventually create something beautiful like what you've done. Um, What hurdles were there that you had to face when you actually decided like, okay, this is going to be a real business that's going to support my life in Paris? Um, I think no matter what you do and no matter the industry, there will always be hurdles. You just have to tell yourself that I'm courageous enough to live my best life and just keep going. I think um at some point I really decided that I knew what I wanted to do for myself even if I didn't know how um and then I just kept taking the next step I think one of the most important things to do is to really question ourselves about what makes us feel good Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because everything that is done in the feel good energy and the energy of love will always lead to success because mm-hmm. we can feel that yeah yeah so you use that power to really help you push through the hard times because I'm sure it hasn't always been a cakewalk for you <laughs> it's, ne- it's never a cakewalk I think one of the you know I think anyone who's an entrepreneur will have obstacles you know, because the world is not necessarily built, unless you're born into a family of entrepreneurs. Um, I think a lot of it, people think that it's an, it's just an uphill and then things just, but it's really sometimes a roller coaster. I've had businesses that just didn't, and projects that didn't take off. Um, and that's a, that's a part of it. I think at the end of the day, I've always just kept going. Yeah. Um, and always, always try to to have fun, <laughs> to have fun and to make money. You know, I think it's really important for me because if I'm not having fun and I'm not making money, then what's the point? I think when you enjoy what you do, that's, you know, the legacy thing comes later, really. Um, it's, it's about also really enjoying what you do in the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what are you proud of? What's your greatest win in this business? Oh my goodness. I think what I'm really proud of is just that every single day I get up knowing that I'm doing what I was born to do. I think a lot of people don't have this feeling. I think a lot of people um, don't necessarily feel the joy in their stomach of doing exactly what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd love to transition us to, to the state of France, maybe the state of Paris right now. You know, everyone has, has felt this immense sense of solidarity, um, even as we've been all experiencing protests together now. And before the protests, we all have been in lockdown for months and months and months. And I think that in my heart, the only thing that has kept everyone so positive is knowing that they're not alone in this and that everyone is experiencing the same thing. And I'm just wondering for you with your business and and being in the travel and the event industry and having to pivot um, as well as being in the heart of Paris, you know, what was this experience like for you? Oh my goodness. It's, it's, it was super emotional. Um, I remember within the space of 24 hours, just basically losing all of my business. Um, but the same thing happened to everyone I knew within the event industry, within the wedding industry, you know, photographers, hairstylists, you know, whoever, we literally just lost 
all our business. Um, and I think one of the quickest ways we really pivoted was realizing that our business is our clients and it brought on a deeper communication and connection with our clients because we literally had to say, you know, um, please don't uh, cancel, postpone. Um, and so that was another way of creating stronger bonds with our clients because a lot of people actually decided then um, we will we'll postpone and not cancel. But then it also brought us within the industry closer together. So it's, it's also really good. Um, and then in terms of the social aspect, you know, France is one of those um, countries that really tries to take care of its citizens. So because we're small businesses, we do have um, the opportunity to ask for help from the government. It's not a lot, um, but the just just having that governmental solidarity is, is good as well. Mm -hmm. And are you guys technically out of quarantine right now? I mean, we are technically still in quarantine. <laughs> we we came out of quarantine, which we call the déconfinement. So the déconfinement uh, started two weeks ago, and um, I'm still homeschooling my son. I've decided there's three weeks left in the school year. I'm not going to put him back in school. And a lot of parents did the same because we've been homeschooling our kids for all this time. And um, but, you know, things are slowly getting back to normal because even though we've been in the déconfinement for two weeks, we just had restaurants open up um, this week. So mm -hmm. and and a lot of them were just it's just the terraces. It's not the interior. So you can only take away or sit outside and kind of at a distance from each other. So slowly but surely we're getting there but it's it it almost feels like it's a big holiday when I go outside because people are super happy and you know like yeah. it's and it's like it's a really good energy it's really beautiful the days are super beautiful here now because the weather is super nice Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can imagine that. I mean, we see all these, you know, aspirational images of people in in Paris uh, playing instruments from the window. And, you know, folks in the U.S. are we're a little bit more spread out. And so it just gives you this warm, cozy feeling when you see yeah, people connecting so, in so that I, way. Yeah. Exactly. Have you experienced that? <laughs> amazingly, amazingly. I think one of the joys of, you know, I think there's a lot of people are just like, it's kind of crappy, the confinement, which is true. But one of the joys is that now I know all my neighbors. We go to the window. We clap at 8 o'clock at night. We say bonjour, bonsoir. Um, now with the deconfinement, we see each other in the street. We have like small talk um, because we kind of have gone through this, um, this. This confinement is sort of a social glue for us now. Um, and so it's there's more of a community. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's been beautiful how everyone has come together. And one thing that you mentioned earlier was you mentioned, you know, that you the business is grounded in the clients. And sometimes I think people forget that like businesses serve people and they're not just numbers, you know, they're not just check marks. And when you have conversations with people and they see that you are a business owner, you have a family and, mm -hmm. you know, your life is in your business. They're like, if I can support somebody, I'm going to support you. And exactly. I've just seen so many hearts open up during this time. It's been so exactly. beautiful to watch. Oh, my God. I can't even express how my heart has mm. just exploded with so much love and appreciation for every single one of my clients. Just even just people who leave a like or a comment on my Facebook or my Instagram, because it means so much. And I have to say that 
what I learned through this is to even have more grace as a business owner. Mm. Um, because it shows me that a lot of times we think that there's a, a very strong divide between the professional and the personal. And I had to get very personal with every single one of my clients. Um, I had to say that this is the situation as a small business owner. Here's what I think we can do from here. Let's do that. We, we pretty much all crafted our own win-win solutions. Let's go into your services. Tell me a little bit more about specifically the blog, what you offer. I mean, you are a foodie, of course. And so, you know, I want to ask you what your favorite food is over there, but we'll get there. First, tell us about your services and what you do. Okay. So I, I have this amazing love for a lot of things. I love wine. I love cheese. And so one of the services that I offer is called the Paris Foodie Bag, and it is hand curated, hand delivered. Um, welcome to Paris Bag, which is kind of like a picnic bag. So you get wine, fresh baguette, for selection of cheeses, souvenirs, it's hand delivered. Um, and that's one of the services that's one of the best sellers via My Parisian Life. I also do trip planning. So if you're coming to Paris with your family or just solo and you're thinking, well, I have 24 hours or I have four days, um, what can I do based on my interest? Um, you know, as an event planner, I have lots of contacts with hotels or car companies. So sometimes I'll, um, offer, uh, transportation services. If, you know, if you're, if you want to go to, um, grass or if you want to go to Normandy or things like that. So those are just two of the, the services that I offer via my Parisian life. And then with the Lope in Paris, I do a lot of really beautiful, intimate weddings. Um, a lot of those are elopements. And then some of them are smaller group weddings, no more than 60 people. Um, and within that, you know, it's just all everything that I do is really about telling stories of love and um, joie de vivre. And I just love it all. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite food? Oh I'm God. such a foodie. I am such a fatty foodie. It's not even I, funny. <laughs> you know what? You're gonna laugh because it's not even French. Like my favorite food, my favorite food right now is pasta. I love pesto mm -hmm. pasta. Um, and that's also because in the last three years I've gone um I've gone vegetarian. Mm. And but it's 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 good because I, I shouldn't say vegetarian. I think it's a pescat pescatarian, yeah. Pescatarian. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um so so I pretty much eat a lot of fish and, and vegetables, but pasta. Mm. Pasta <laughs> is delicious. I said that since you know, while we were indoors, I was gonna learn how to hand make pasta. But the only problem is so I like I like to bake. Uh, whenever I go to Paris, I always take a baking class, a cooking class, just to like bring oh, back whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to give me that information because I I listen. Anytime I'm there, I cannot wait. So I'll bring back some tips with me. And I said to myself this time, okay. You're going to learn how to do the pasta from scratch. However, I started gaining weight. And normally, I'm okay with that. But my audience knows I have this little 
problem where I'll like, you know, just not keep an eye on my on my diet. And before I know it, it'll be like too late to, to come back. And so I said, <laughs> all right, I, let me hold back on the pasta for now. I'll, I'll get my fitness in shape and then I'll get back to making pasta. So I love pasta. I mean, you just can't go wrong with any kind of bread, wheat based product. They're just absolutely delicious. And and I also noticed. So one thing you said that was interesting that I want to talk about, too, is you talked about being a pescatarian and vegetarian. And back in the day, I used to be uh, a vegan. And then that was a little bit too restrictive for me. So now I just kind of cut back a little bit on meat. If you have dietary restrictions and you are um, living a vegetarian lifestyle, do you think that they would have an okay time traveling to Paris and be able to make it around without a problem? Yes. Okay. Now you can. Um, three years ago, definitely not. We are such a meat eating country. Like I still sometimes will be like, can I have um, a vegetarian option? They're like, yeah, we have something with chicken. And <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not, but now you can, because, okay. you know, one of the wonderful things about Paris is that the food scene is ever evolving. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so now there is a plethora of just like vegan, gluten-free, vegetarian, everything. That's so good to hear because on one of my trips to Paris, I I agree with you. I was actually um, transitioning from being a vegetarian back to just eating a little bit of meat. And so my husband and I actually, we were in province and we went to this beautiful hotel. I will not say the hotel's name because it is a luxurious, beautiful hotel. However, we didn't have a great experience with the food because I ordered, you know, silly American me, I ordered this thing called sweet bread which I'm sure ah. you And I thought it was actual bread. And so ah. I bite and I said to my husband, this doesn't really taste exactly like bread. So I flagged the waitress down and I don't speak too much French and she didn't speak too much English. And so I'm pointing to the item and I'm saying, bread, bread, is this bread? And she looks at me and she goes, she points to her neck and she said, that's what that is. So I guess yep. it was like, go <laughs> I was out of there after that. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. It's, it's, it's crazy because um, a lot of times if you go outside of Paris in the smaller cities, smaller villages, it's, it's a bit harder. We probably should have uh, brushed up on our French so that we could communicate that <laughs> we didn't eat any meat. But anywho, <laughs> that was just one experience. Everybody knows I love going to France. It's my favorite place in the world. So I, it didn't stop me. But uh, so this has been so, so beautiful having you on and having you share about your business and about your journey and about the work that you're doing. And so before we transition and just talk a little bit about, you know, giving your younger self advice, I just want to check in on your heart. How have you been holding up during this time? You've gone through all these transitions, you're homeschooling. This is a new world for you, just like it is for all of us. So how mm -hmm. are you? Um, I have not been too well, but I've been taking it day by day. I think one of the uh, most important things that I'm leaning into right now is to give to myself first, um, because I do have I have a very big community as well on, on Instagram and Facebook, and I try to be very present. Um, however, I think, you know, everyone understands that right now with the pandemic and with everything that's going on, I also had a fire 
um, two days ago, uh, two weeks ago in my apartment. So just a lot of things happening that I've had to kind of really slow down. And so I'm just, I'm really just taking it day by day, but I'm super um, excited about, you know, all the changes that are in store for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that everything that is happening is designed to not allow things to go back to normal because everyone's like normal wasn't working. And I agree, normal Mm -hmm. was not working. This is all working for our good to help us all create a better world, to to come out stronger, to stand in our power in a higher way. And so, um, you know, whenever we experience challenge, you know, that that tells you that growth is happening. That's transformation. When you are having the worst year ever, and then you grow through that and you move through that, you have experienced so much personal development and growth. And so it's like bittersweet. You know, we know that this is not for forever, but it's still hard. It's Mm -hmm. still so hard, so hard. So now that you are um, an established businesswoman, um, if you could look back and tell that little girl, <laughs> give her any piece of advice, what would it be? Mm, I would tell her to see herself, you know. I never really saw myself. I never, never saw myself really. Um, and just how amazing I've always been. I've always been amazing. Yeah. Um, and I just, I never saw myself. I, I really always just allowed my family, my friends to say, well, you're going to do this. This is what you're going to do. Um, and I never really saw myself, but, but at the same time, I sort of did because everything that I did got me here. So <laughs> it's, it's really to, to, to see yourself. I think, um, navigating in, in a world that's also, it's so masculine, you know, we live in such yes. a masculine world. I think when you're a girl and you're growing up, um, I, I was living a lot within my masculine energy. It wasn't until, up until even two years ago that I started to really realize that femininity is power as well. And lean into my feminine power and allow that softness and vulnerability to, to also be a part of who I want to, to be and defend myself. So powerful, so incredibly powerful. Yannick, if our audience uh, and, and as our audience moves to support you, how can they find you and how can they support your work? Very, very easy. And thank you so much uh, for having me on. And I look forward to seeing you all on uniquefrancis.com. It's uh, my personal website, but from there you'll get information on everything that I do. Beautiful. Thanks so much for coming on the show and I'm sending you so much love. Thank you so much for having me. I send you so much love and positivity. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. And as always, for more resources, as you continue to live out your beautiful mission of healing the world and grow your beautiful business, you can head to www.shehealstheworld.com forward slash freebie to see what new resources I have in store for you. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. And I can't wait to see you at the next episode.